Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Fit Mind. I'm your host, James. Our podcast is dedicated to helping those new here get the most out of your day through personal development and self-care. We believe in nurturing not just the body, but also the mind and the spirit. It's wonderful to have you all with us today. Whether you're on your morning jog, commuting to work, or maybe just winding down after a long day, we're thrilled you've chosen to spend this time with us. Today's episode holds a special place in my heart. It's a topic that is so essential, yet often misunderstood and neglected self-care. The act of taking care of ourselves seems simple enough, right? But, as many of us know, it's not always easy to implement. When discussing self-care, we're not just discussing spa days or treating yourself to a shopping spree, though those can certainly be a part of it. We're delving into the holistic view of self-care, which encompasses the physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental aspects of our being. We'll explore why it's crucial to our daily routine, discuss practical ways to incorporate it into your busy schedule and share inspiring stories of how it has transformed lives. All this is to help you create a self-care routine that resonates with you and, more importantly, one you can stick to. So, whether you're just starting your self-care journey or looking to up your game, this episode is for you. So grab a cup of your favorite tea, sit back, and dive into the world of self-care. To start us off, Let's begin by understanding what self-care truly means. Self-care goes beyond merely pampering ourselves. It is about consciously taking care of our physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental health. Many people assume self-care is all about indulgence and luxury. While those things can be a part of it, proper self-care is about meeting our fundamental needs, cultivating healthy habits, and doing things that enrich our lives and make us feel good in the long term. But let's not get ahead of ourselves, let me share a little story with you. A friend of mine, let's call him Brian, always saw self-care as an occasional treat, a luxury for when he had spare time, which was hardly ever. He worked long hours, skipped meals, and hardly got enough sleep. One day, Brian collapsed at work from exhaustion and was rushed to the hospital. It was a wake-up call for him. Brian had been neglecting his basic needs, all in the name of work and productivity. He misunderstood self-care as something optional, something you squeeze in when you can. Since then, Brian's view on self-care has changed drastically. He's learned that self-care isn't about the occasional indulgence but rather a continuous commitment to meet his basic needs and prioritize his well-being. Just like Brian, many of us need a perspective shift. We must understand that self-care isn't selfish or a luxury but a necessity. It is about knowing what we need to do to take care of ourselves to be able to take care of others better. In the next segment, we'll explore why self-care often gets neglected and how we can begin to change that narrative. We're back and ready to dig deeper. It's common knowledge that self-care is essential, so why does it often take a back seat in our lives? Why do we neglect it? The reasons are manifold but some of the most common ones are a lack of time, feelings of guilt, and simply not knowing where to start. Let's talk about time. In our fast-paced, high-stress society, we're always rushing, trying to fit more into our days. The idea of carving out time for self-care can seem impossible. But the truth is, self-care doesn't always require large chunks of time. Even small acts of care integrated throughout your day can significantly impact you. 
but we'll dive into that later. Then, there's guilt. Many people, particularly those in caretaking roles, feel guilty taking time for themselves. They worry about appearing selfish or neglecting their duties. It's crucial to remember that self-care isn't selfish, it's essential. You can't pour from an empty cup, after all. Lastly, there's the overwhelming question of where to start. With so much information and many options available, figuring out what self-care should look like for you can be daunting. Here's a hint, there's no one-size-fits-all. Your self-care routine should be as unique as you are. Now, here's a personal story. When I started my career, I burned the candle at both ends. I thought I could do everything and balance my work, social life, and personal growth. However, I was neglecting the most fundamental aspect, self-care. I wasn't sleeping enough, I wasn't eating well, and I barely had time to relax and decompress. It wasn't until I faced burnout that I realized the importance of self-care. I had to learn to prioritize my well-being, and this journey has led me to host the Fit Mind, share what I've learned, and learn from all of you. Next, we will look at the different dimensions of self-care and how they all play an essential role in our well-being. Enjoying the fit mind? Ensure you don't miss our future episodes filled with insightful discussions and tips by subscribing to our podcast. Thank you for being so supportive. Welcome back to the fit mind. So far, we've explored what self-care is and why it often gets neglected. Now, let's dive into the different dimensions of self-care, physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental. Firstly, physical self-care. This is perhaps the most recognized form of self-care. It involves activities that improve physical health, such as regular exercise, healthy eating, and adequate sleep. To give you an idea, I had a friend named Laura who decided to invest more time in her physical self-care. She started by incorporating a 15-minute walk into her daily routine. Soon, she noticed her energy levels improved, she was sleeping better, and overall, she felt happier. Second, we have emotional self-care. This involves understanding and expressing our feelings regularly. It might look like journaling, talking to a trusted friend, or seeking professional help. I recall a time when I was feeling overwhelmed with stress. I started journaling about my feelings, and it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. It gave me clarity and allowed me to manage my emotions better. Thirdly, spiritual self-care. This doesn't necessarily mean religion, though it can for some. It's more about seeking deeper meaning, understanding, and connectedness. It might look like meditating, spending time in nature, or practicing gratitude. I remember when I started to incorporate gratitude into my daily routine. I would list down three things I was grateful for each day. This simple practice shifted my focus from what was going wrong to what was going right. Finally, we have mental self-care. This involves doing activities that stimulate your mind and intellect. Things like reading a good book, learning something new, or even solving a puzzle. It's about keeping your mind sharp and engaged. I love to read and make it a point to read at least a few pages daily. It's a way to learn, escape, and challenge my thinking. As you can see, each dimension of self-care is essential and interrelated. 
they all play a significant role in maintaining our overall well-being. Next, we will talk about how you can start incorporating these dimensions of self-care into your daily routine. Stay tuned. Welcome back to The Fit Mind, where we're diving into the world of self-care. We've explored the what and the why, now let's get into the how. How can you incorporate self-care into your daily routine? Firstly, physical self-care. This doesn't mean you have to hit the gym for an hour every day, although if that works for you, great. It can be as simple as walking during lunch breaks, doing light stretches in the morning, or swapping out a sugary snack for a piece of fruit. Remember my friend Laura? Her simple habit of a daily walk did wonders for her well-being. Emotional self-care could be as simple as checking in with yourself throughout the day. Ask yourself, how am I feeling? And whatever the answer, acknowledge it without judgment. You could also start a journal, or if you prefer talking, schedule regular catch-ups with a friend or family member who is a good listener. Now, onto spiritual self-care. A few minutes of meditation each day, practicing mindfulness, spending time in nature, or even writing a daily gratitude list, these practices can foster a deeper connection with yourself and the world around you. Like my personal habit of writing three things I'm grateful for each day, it can truly shift your perspective. Lastly, for mental self-care, try to dedicate some time each day for mental stimulation. This could be reading, learning a new skill, or even a quick crossword puzzle. One of my favorite things to do is to read just before bed. It's a habit I've cultivated that helps me relax and stimulates my mind. Remember, the key here is consistency and making self-care a non-negotiable part of your day. It doesn't have to be a grand act, small, regular habits often have the most significant impact. Next, we will answer some of the questions you've submitted about self-care. Can't wait to dig into those. I've been looking forward to this segment. You, our listeners, have submitted some excellent questions about self-care. Let's dive in. The first question is, how do I find time for self-care when I'm too busy? I get it, we're all juggling multiple responsibilities, and finding extra time can be tough. But remember, self-care isn't about carving out huge chunks of time, it's about integrating it into your day. Small things, like a 5-minute meditation, a walk during your lunch break, or even a few deep breaths during a hectic day, can make a significant difference. Our second question is, how can I practice self-care without feeling selfish? This is a common concern. But let me reassure you, self-care is not selfish, it's self-preservation. By taking care of yourself, you're ensuring that you're in the best shape to take care of others. Think of it like the oxygen mask on an airplane you need to secure yours before helping others. Our next question is, how do I start a self-care routine from scratch? Starting can feel daunting, but remember, self-care is deeply personal. Start small by integrating one physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental self-care activity into your routine. These don't have to be time-consuming activities. Over time, you can adjust and add more based on what feels good and works for you. Our last question for today's episode is, what self-care activities don't cost money? Great question. Self-care doesn't have to be expensive. Many self-care practices are free. Going for a walk, meditating, journaling, practicing gratitude, and reading a book from the library are all free activities. Remember, self-care is about investing time in yourself, not necessarily money. 
I hope those answers were helpful. If you have more questions, please keep them coming. We love hearing from you. Next, we'll discuss some common challenges in maintaining a self-care routine and how to overcome them. Welcome back, dear listeners. We've discussed self-care's importance, its different dimensions, and how to integrate it into your daily routine. Now, let's talk about some of the challenges that might come up when maintaining a self-care routine and how to overcome them. Firstly, inconsistency. We often start with great enthusiasm, but our self-care practices can slide as life gets busy. The solution? Make self-care a non-negotiable part of your routine. Start with small, manageable actions that you can do consistently rather than attempting larger ones that may be hard to maintain. Then, there's the challenge of not seeing immediate results. Unlike working out, where you might see physical changes over time, the benefits of self-care aren't always immediately visible. Remember, self-care is a long-term investment in your well-being. Don't be disheartened if you don't see immediate changes. The benefits are accruing behind the scenes and will reveal themselves over time. Another common challenge is feeling guilty for taking time for yourself. It's essential to remind yourself that self-care isn't selfish. It's necessary for your well-being. By caring for yourself, you can better care for others. Lastly, it's easy to fall into the trap of comparing your self-care routine to others. Remember, self-care is personal. What works for someone else may not work for you. Listen to your body and mind, and find what refreshes and rejuvenates you. To illustrate this, let me share a story about my cousin, Sarah. Sarah is a mother of two young children and often struggles with finding time for self-care. She felt guilty about taking time for herself and often compared her self-care routine to her friends. However, she realized that her self-care routine needed to suit her lifestyle and needs. So, she woke up 30 minutes earlier than usual to enjoy a peaceful cup of coffee and read a few pages of a book. This small act made a huge difference in her life and let her start her day feeling calm and centered. Remember, it's about creating a self-care routine that works for you, big or small. Next. We'll wrap up today's episode and share a few final thoughts. We've come to the end of another enlightening episode of The Fit Mind. We've delved into the multifaceted concept of self-care, understanding its importance and learning how to incorporate it into our daily lives. Before we wrap up today's episode, let's recap. Today, we dove into the importance of self-care in our daily routine, understanding its various dimensions physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental and exploring ways to incorporate it into our lives. We also answered your pre-submitted questions and tackled common challenges in maintaining a self-care routine. The key takeaway is that self-care is highly personal, and what works for one person might not work for another. So. It's all about exploring, experimenting, and finding what works best for you. Remember that self-care is not a luxury or an afterthought, it's essential to maintaining our well-being. It's about prioritizing ourselves, taking care of our physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental health. As we close today's episode, I encourage each one of you to take a moment to reflect on your self-care routine. Is there a habit you'd like to start or one you'd like to change? Remember, small steps often lead to significant changes. If you found today's episode useful and enlightening, 
I kindly ask that you subscribe, share this podcast with others who might benefit, and leave a rating or a comment. Your support helps us reach more people and continue providing valuable content. For more practical tips and inspiring stories about self-care and personal growth, don't forget to check out our website at www.thefitmind.blog. You'll find many resources there to help you on your self-care journey. And that brings us to the end of another episode of The Fit Mind. Remember, self-care is not selfish, it's a necessary and vital aspect of living a healthy and fulfilling life. So, take a step towards better self-care today, no matter how small. Because every step, every act of care, counts. Thank you once again for tuning in. Until we meet again, keep your mind fit and your heart open, and remember, you can transform your life, one self-care step at a time. Take care, everyone.